Hey, if you're listening to this episode, we just launched the official Nonsense Podcast Instagram. It is at NonsensePod. That is at NonsensePod on Instagram. You follow us. We're going to be posting some content from recent interviews, some funny sound bites, and maybe a few other videos. Enjoy. Everybody, welcome back. This is episode 21 of the Nonsense Podcast. This week we're joined by Ryan, who is the lead singer and bassist of Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, that uh, amazing Philadelphia-based band. Um, back in, I believe it was May or April, we were able to connect with Mark, and he told us about some of the things that were coming up, and now um, we're seeing those uh, evolve and come to fruition especially with their new single coming out, which is Happy, that should be out today, July 24th, along with a music video as well. Um, these guys have put in a lot of work. They put in a lot of work, especially before COVID, and then they've been staying busy um, during COVID times, which is nice. It's good to see them being active. But um, as of right now, we're two-thirds of the way through the Goalkeeper Band um, with interviews. So, you know, maybe we'll try to snag one with Cody later on this year. But uh, couldn't be happier for these guys. They they deserve everything coming their way. Um, just it's a like I said before in previous episode, it's a great example of good things happening to good people. So make sure you stream their new song, their new single. It's uh, happy. You can hear it at the end of the episode. If you enjoy it, go listen to that on any streaming platform you're subscribed to, and go watch the music video on YouTube. Um, shout out to the guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. I appreciate you having uh, coming on. I actually I was doing my research before on this, just looking through like past episodes. I think you're our first lone bassist to join the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, or <laughs> maybe even bassist for that matter. I don't think we've had a bassist on yet. No, we had, we had Pat. Oh. We had Pat. Oh yeah, yeah, we had Pat we had, early on, but um, but he wasn't alone. Yeah, first lone yeah. bassist on here, man. Wow. And oh, I'm and, honored. Uh, I'm honored to be the first. It just means Aaron's going to pick your brain even more and more. Yeah, Adam, cool. you can just turn off your mic for this interview. I'm good. I got it. <laughs> you got this? Yeah. But um, big reason I want to have you on, especially you know around this time, is that you guys have Happy coming out. Is there anything that you would like people to know about this song? You know, Is there any backstory as to why it was written? Um, was it just you were, you know, feeling this sort of emotion and you felt like I need to put this down on a page or is there a story behind it? Um, you know, I feel like when people put out singles, there's always a, a grander meaning behind, I guess, the song, because it's it's not just a stand, you know, it's not just a song you're going to throw on an album. Not that there isn't any thought, you know, put into songs that are put on albums, but there's always usually something different about it. Yeah, so I'll tell you. Um, basically, the story about Happy was uh, we 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 so we work with a few producers uh, or like one one main producer on this record, um, and that's Kevin Mahoney. He's uh, the guitarist of Hit the Lights. 
Um, and the way it kind of came about was he actually had like the music for the song like done and he, and he sent the, he sent like the copy over to us. It didn't have any lyrics or anything. And, you know, for me personally, like, I'll be totally honest. Like, you know, I'm one of the type of people who like, before we did this, I was like, no, it all has to be a hundred percent us. Like, I don't want anybody like, you know, trying to influence the band in any other way or whatever. But, you know, we listened to it and we were like, shit, that's it. Like, that has to be part of the record, you know. And so, you know, Kevin was like, okay, write some lyrics and melodies and, you know, put your spin on it and let's see how it goes. And um, Cody and I tag team the lyrics, um, wrote a lot of it on the way down <clears throat> to Nashville, which is where we recorded uh, Penn Variant Studios with uh, Will Pugh of Cartel. Um, and... Uh, it was, it, it ended up coming together really well. Like <clears throat> there wasn't really any other revisions like me and Cody's lyrics, pretty much Kevin loved them. And he was like this, that's kind of exactly how I wanted it to sound in my head. But like, you know, and he didn't give us any like melodies or anything to go with, you know, he was just like, do like, do you. And so it's like really a perfect collaboration between us and Kevin Mahoney of hit the lights. Um, and actually fun fact about the song. Uh, and you guys have already heard it cause it's part of the trailer um the the beginning guitar part that like ding, 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 that that thing um that's actually the original sample from kevin's original like demo recording wow. so yeah so i i i think that's kind of a cool thing but we love kev and he's been such a good like um mentor for us as we've been coming up so we're happy to have this collaboration with him yeah i remember reading that on mark's page that that original part is just a demo and I, I think it, it allows you to, uh, you know, bring the the song up another step once you, you drop into the, I guess it's like kind of, you know, the chorus, but it is the first part of the song. But mm. um, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's beautifully done. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. That's for sure. Um, I know the 24th, it's going to slowly move towards that date <laughs> once you guys. We're, already, we're only a that. week away as of this recording. I know it's, I know yeah, it's coming no. out later, but as of this recording, it's only a week away. We'll be all right. So <laughs> I, I, I glitched a bit on that last one. So you might have said this, you might not have. So I'm just going to add this. But I remember when we had Mark on, too, he was telling us that you guys don't typically like demo things. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is uh, like a really new yeah. kind of concept for you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us, our demo process is like iPhone videos, you know, and then, you know, we, we try to talk to our friends and see if we can get some like demo, like, you know, some demo stuff. But, you know, really, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, a lot of it's just done on iPhones, like just recording band practice and, you know, um, doing that kind of stuff. We want to do more demoing because I think it helps. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> right. Yeah, we that's a big thing for yeah. us is. Well, like, or at least demo, that's our way to put everything together because we don't all live in the same area. Um, usually, if things were normal, I'd be living down in Jersey and these guys would be living up here. But sometimes it, it just depends on what's work, what works for the band. Um, and that's their way. Like, we just do a lot of file sharing. We'll write a riff or whatever, say, hey, can you put, you know, lyrics? Can you put bass? Can you put drums? Uh, can you master this a little bit so that it can sound mm-hmm. better? And then we'll move on from there. But um, what's it like just going into the studio and, you know, having an idea of what you're so- what you don't want to or what you want to do for your songs. But, um, you know, then it all I guess the whole creative process taking place there or most of it sounds like. Sorry, you broke up a little bit there. Can you say that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, you know, what's it like having 
a general idea or you guys have a pretty good idea of what you want to do when you go into the studio, but then having a lot of that creative process take place in the studio, what's that like? Um, I think it's good because like as, as a creative person, you know, one of the things that I always battle with is like, you know, is this right? You know what I mean? And so like for us, we, we give ourselves kind of a time limit to like put it on, you know, into a recording instead of like overthinking it and overthinking it. Yeah. You know, we just, like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We put a lot of thought and effort into, like, everything leading up. Like, you know, um, you know all the songs we had going down there, I think, so the new record uh, is going to have five songs on it. And of uh, we had, I think, eight or nine that we went down with. And some of them were, like, partial ideas, but I'd say most of them were, like, pretty, like, pretty much full ideas. And then um, it was at that point, like, we basically did, like, a demo recording but it was like, you know, everybody kind of played at the same time and recorded all at the same time. And it was like mm -hmm. a one time like live thing. But the benefit of that was like, you know, we could actually listen to everything as at a very rough version and then make that decision on like which ones made the cut and which ones didn't. Um, and it, like what's, what was great about this was it was like really tight. Like there was a lot of songs that we could have used, but we ended up going with the five that we did. And I'm really stoked about it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like really, I think the benefit to like doing that kind of thing is, is just, you know, the, not overthinking it. Like you just get in there, you, you have that creative moment in the studio, like, you know, in the moment. And then, you know, you look back like three months later when you get the, you know, the tracks back and you're like, yeah, that was, that was dope. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you never want to overthink it and overdo it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's more important just to keep your ideas like straight into the point, you know? You it's like you guys have enough time and you know under your belt you have enough musical talent where you should be confident at this point in your abilities and it, you know it, the work has shown it's 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 been proven so once you write something and you try to overcomplicate it or overthink it uh, sometimes it just ends up not being you and it makes it easier to change things too because you're not like something's not so ingrained that you mm -hmm. can't like get your out of your own way you can kind of like it's more it's easier to kind of like yeah, this is good, but it could be better. Instead of being like, dude, this is the way I've always done it. Like, I yeah. do it the same way. It make, like, I know, like, when we, we, we do things sometimes, especially, like, vocally for me, mm -hmm. I get, like, trapped in the same thing, and it's, like, hard to break out of it sometimes. Yeah. So I think, I, I think doing it kind of like what you're saying, too, kind of, like, eliminates a lot of that because you're not really married to it yet. Right. And actually, like, you just brought something up that is, like, something that we kind of live by when it comes to writing, which is, like, you know, let's try to get 80% of the song done, right? Like, mm. and by done, I mean, you know, make sure the lyrical melodies are tight, make sure the lyrics are tight, make sure the rhythms are tight, make sure the drums are tight, make sure the vocals are tight, you know, all, you know, basically like everything is as the bass, right? And then um, that 20% is like, you know, vocal harmonies, you know, that you can kind of mess around with in the studio different kinds of leads, different kinds of like, you know, leads on top of leads that make things sound bigger, you know, like you don't have to have like the song to the point where you know exactly what's happening on every single thing. It's like, as long as you have like the meat, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah, yeah. You can take that and, and, you know, expand on in the studio. Kind of like what you were saying that, you know, this way you're not writing something in the studio unless your producer's like, dude, this fucking sucks. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, like right. if, if that's the case, you just have to be like, all right, like we're, we're starting from square one or doing something different. You know what I mean? Right. Like if a song is good bones, it's going to be a good song. 
Right. And yeah, like like you can just write an acoustic like something on your acoustic guitar, you know, and as long as it translates well on that, like the more you add to it, it's still gonna be great. You know what I mean? I mean so that, make that's, sure that's that, brand that, new. Mm-hmm. Every every brand new song started acoustic and then they translated it over. Yeah. I think a lot of bands are like that too. But yeah, no, I mean like look at like exactly like look at brand new and like all their songs. I mean, their songs are some of the most, you know, creative and artistic ones in the in the genre, you know, so he clearly, you know, he clearly knew what he was doing songwriting wise. <laughs> so it's, it's true. Yeah, tell us about the songs that didn't make it on. Were were there a lot and um are you expecting to keep them in the bag and maybe use them later? You know, what's the uh what's the approach with those? Yeah, so we have like two or three songs I'd say that didn't make it, but those songs, uh, like what we're going to end up doing is like, you know, either there were reasons why we decided not to use them. So what we're going to do is probably like keep them there for like the next record and then reassess them and just say like, okay, like this course has to be stronger. How do we address this or is it even worth it? You know, or like, you know, maybe we have to blow up a whole song from scratch, but like we like one riff out of it, you know, so we take that riff and put it into another song or something like that. Yeah. Um, So that's probably what we're going to end up doing with that. Cool. Yeah. I feel like it's often the reality. Also one of the, sorry, one of the other, one of the songs actually, I think works better on like a full length album, which is what we want to try to do next. So like, we're, we're probably going to like, it's not going to be the same as it was when we demoed it, but you know, we're going to probably work on something like that for that. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. Well, you guys but, uh, are on a label now too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're part of the Lost Music Collective. Nice. And how, yeah. how, do you, how, do you, how do you like that and everything? How do you like working you with know, them? You know, they're good. They, you know, we've, we've uh, you know, they've been really great mentors this entire time. Like I said, you know, like we're still, you know, we're, we're having, we're getting a lot of opportunities, but, you know, we're still very green, you know, and so having guys who have experience, you know, like Vinny and Eric, you know, they, they're invaluable, you know, they're, they're like, no, how, you know, they were, they're really helping with like the strategy on how we're releasing this new album. And, you know, I think that that's going to be, you know, a really great thing moving forward. Nice. It's awesome to hear. Speaking Mm -hmm. of the strategy. So are you guys releasing both the music video and the song happy together? Or is there a little bit of a buildup that you guys are working on? Yeah, so, well, right now, I mean, we already teased the single, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to continue to tease it, you know, up until the le- release. Um, we're going to, uh, as far as I understand, you know, we're going to be releasing it through all press, which will be exciting. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be releasing the music video and the music, so everything should happen uh, the same day, which, like I said, I'm I'm so fucking pumped for. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of yeah. sitting on this music, you know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for everybody to hear it. I feel like that's like the hardest thing as a musician. Like outside of like a situation like what we're in right now where we can't play shows, I yeah. feel like not being able to put out music is like the hardest thing. It's like, oh man, I just want people like to hear this and needs to get out. And it's just, I know like yeah. it's always like I'm ready to like burst at the seams and I'm like, I'm a master <laughs> of like leaking things to my friend. I'm like, come on, let me know what you think. Yeah. Oh no, we had to, we, we had to, we had to rain Mark in. I'll tell you a fucking story. So, so like we, we we uh we like we got the stuff back and he started sharing it with some of his friends um you know like some of his really close friends and then i got i got a message from one of our friend one of his friends and he was like yeah i heard through so and so like the record and like i wanted to tell you man it fucking rules i'm like (laughs) i'm like awesome 
but like, how did you find out about this? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I ended up calling Mark. I'm like, Hey, did you know? So-and-so like heard the record. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> and yeah, we ended up, I, he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, leak it to any more people. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's hard, you know, I empathize with him so much because like, I mean, yeah. I've showed my family, I've showed people, you know, but like, the you know it, for for the release to do it right i mean you really need to build up as much anticipation as possible you know and that's why i'm excited we're finally like freaking doing it you know right uh, so and uh i'll come clean and uh yeah i'll come clean for both of us we both were uh able to had the privilege of hearing it <laughs> prior um, but uh rest assured mark did take down he was just like i'm just gonna give it to you you know temporarily didn't we didn't show it to anybody else, but um, yeah, it was just a Dropbox link. He got rid of it like a week after. So, oh but, well, I appreciate you guys checking it out. I mean, doing the podcast, I figured you guys would have heard. Yeah, it, so. it was right after we did the interview. So, um, you know, he shared some of it, and we shared some of you know our work that we had done uh, a few months ago. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, that's nice. all I could say. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, he actually uh, shared it with me again, setting up for this one. And oh yeah, without giving away anything, all I could say is. Everyone should be very excited. Yeah, it's, it's and, you know while while we're on the topic, I might as well just announce because I think this is coming out after the twenty fourth when Happy comes out. It but, is indeed. Um, yeah, but uh, our new album is going to be called Life in Slow Motion, and it's going to be coming out. Let's make sure I get this right. Uh, September twenty fifth. So get okay. stoked for that. Mark it up, September twenty fifth. And as someone who has had the privilege of hearing part of it, I can say it's a really fun album. I think everybody's going to be really happy with and I, I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> I think September is such a great month. Like, this is my, like, theory about it. I've had um, other bands that I follow, like, drop albums in September. And I think it's such a great fucking strategy because people drop music all throughout the summer. It Like, it's... It's no no secret that it's time to drop it. People have a lot more free time. They can listen to it more often. You know, we're not like always pent up at work. We have our vacations and such. Um, but then after that, there's kind of like a lull. Like August isn't really a big, you know, time for that. But then you move on to September and you're like, yes, this is it's a great time yeah. to do it because everybody's at that point just foaming at the mouth for new music. So um, mm -hmm. I'm totally with that date. That That is genius. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Well, mom yeah, I mean, we too. we wanted it to be out earlier. We wanted it to be out like before, like in the beginning of summer. That's like my dream is yeah. to write like the summer album. You know well, did mean? you guys have we, a tour? You guys had a tour coming up this summer, right? Yeah, well, we had a tour in April that got canceled with mascots, and then we mm -hmm. had a tour. Our EP release tour was going to be in July, but that got canceled. Uh -huh. um, and we, yeah, I mean, we probably had we were split the two days or no a day before. Uh, or when New Jersey made its announcement to quarantine and ban like public gatherings, the day after we were supposed to play with Bowling for Soup in Atlantic City, oh, and I was like, oh. "Oh come on!" Like, right? It's just like, "Oh no, this whole COVID thing—it's ruined everything for us." But we still want to make sure every everybody's safe. You know, we're we're obviously respecting everything, which is important, and hopefully, you know, we can you know move forward and start playing shows again. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you it's smart. Wait until September too, because like my mom, my mom's a publicist, so like my whole mm. life, like don't, she's like don't release things in September, in August. It's the worst time to do it. Yeah, and I'm like, well, and I'm like well, August to December, I think. She's like, like August, December, everybody's in like yeah. holiday mode. 
and they're traveling. This is why she mm-hmm. said it. She goes, no one's going to take the time. They're all either on vacation or doing things. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So I was like, all See, right. See, I didn't so... even know we did a smart thing. <laughs> See? You guys are more so on time than that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you hire people, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit more about the uh, the record company that you guys signed to. Where are they based out of? Are they close to you guys? Or, uh, you know, is this more of a, um, you know, distant connection? How did it work out? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a smaller operation. You know, they're, they're brand new as of, you know, the beginning of, well, I guess they've been around for, I guess, less than a year now. But you know, their their main focus is pop punk. You know, they mm-hmm. they want to they want to try to take some of the uprising pop punk talent that's happening on Spotify and you know everything, um, and try to you know expand the genre a little bit more. Because I mean, Vinny, um, you know, he's originally the drummer of Less Than Jake. He's no longer with oh, Less Than Jake, but he used to be, and he also was the founder of Fueled by Ramen. Which is he's now a, he's such a shit. legend. He's such a yeah. legend. Um, so, but he ended up selling that like after you know Fall Out Boy, Paramore, like you know all these other bands, and you know, um, uh, you know his expertise in in the field, like you know he he knows you know what's good and stuff. So, you know, we're trying to kind of listen to him, see what's going on with that. And Eric, you know, he's he's been all over the place too. You know, he's worked for a lot of different bands that we love. So, you know, both of them have, you know, boots on the ground expertise and everything. So we're just trying to, you know, use them as mentors, um, you know, and that's what they're, it sounds like they're doing for a lot of other bands, which is good, um, you know, but it's really a small operation, you know, right now. I mean, we're doing most of the stuff by phone. Um, you know, we, we video chat every once in a while, uh, try to video chat with the rest of the bands too, which is cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're excited to see how it all you know, plays out with the record. So. Yeah. How'd that end up working out? Did you guys reach out to them or did they, you know, get a hold of you? So we, we had been talking to Eric for a little bit and then Eric had let us know that he was working on a, uh, a record label with Vinny. And that's when we got interested in, and started to, you know, kind of explore that option. And for us, you know, we felt like, you know, we, we're doing like Mark, I mean, I have to give all the credit to Mark. I mean, he's a networking genius and you know, he's been able to get us to where we're at, but I mean, he started to get really tired of doing all like the business stuff. And so he's like, you know, any way that we can, you know, get some assistance on that end, you know, with more connections and, and stuff like that, more network, you know, cause that's what Mark's really good at. Um, you know, we, we looked at that as the opportunity, um, you know, to, to work with people who could kind of expand our network a little bit more. Um, not only that, but I mean, they got credibility too. So, you know, we're really, we're really excited to be, you know, doing it. Yeah, I feel that's so hard because like before we started What Makes Sense and like back when I was doing my old band one for the braids, like I just got so burnt out trying to do it all myself. Yeah. So I, I totally, I totally feel Mark on that one. Just like getting like so burnt by doing it all. Yeah. And he does a tremendous job. You know, it's just like, you know, I, sometimes I'm still like to this day, I'm like, dude, you're a friggin' ninja. Like, there's no way like you can get that much done. Like, He's actually actually quarantine's been tough for him because he's like, you know, I don't have anything to do. I don't have like <laughs> we don't have shows coming up. We don't have like things to plan. He's like he's already got 2021 planned like day by day, I think, for goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, that's amazing to have because I'm pretty sure we're still trying to figure out what the hell we're doing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, dude, like I can't, I can't say enough. The reason why we've had the opportunities, you know, 
that we've had is because we know our roles. You know, Mark is the business guy. He's, you know, he's networked. He's, you know, done that for years now, much longer than goalkeeper. And Cody and I are just really creative, you know, and we love, we have, you know, the creative side that Mark doesn't necessarily have, you know what I mean? He's, he's very good. Like he's very good. Like he, he actually was the one who started writing leftovers, believe it or not. Um, you know, so like he's, he like sent me the first line of the chorus and I, or the, the, you know, the song and I was like, Oh, I can, you know, I can build on that. And, and that's how it kind of came to be. So like, you know, but like, and we're like, just like Cody and I can, you know, find shows or, you know, do, you know, uh, like, like network, you know, <laughs> like, you know, expand yeah. the network, you know, we can, we can do that. But like, we know like not to, you know, cross paths too much because, you know, one of the things I've found with other bands that I've been in and even, you know, bands that I've been friends with, it's just like too many cooks in the kitchen just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't work. You know, like you're just stepping over each other or like something gets lost and all of a sudden you're, your band's called a dick because you've missed a show or something like that. And like, you don't need that. Like, it's good to have your organization, your creative, your marketing, like kind of all, like everybody kind of takes a role or like you understand the role specifically. So you can be more effective, you know, cause and ego too, like get ego out of it, you know, cause like if you're, you know, feeling, you know, bad about, or, you know, if you're feeling like, uh, uh challenge you know that like one of your guys is doing better than you for some reason it's like that's also unhealthy you know what i mean like you you want to make sure or like you know if if you have this like certain feeling you know that isn't going to benefit the band you know but you're going to do it anyway for your own pride it's like you know you got to let go of that and and just kind of let other people kind of take the take the rein sometimes you know i mean i'll tell you what if if it weren't for mark being so like you know, so like focused, I don't know if we'd be doing the same stuff we're doing. I mean, he is laser focused and it's important to have that in the band. You know what I mean? It goes that's back. Why, that's why I have an Aaron Scray because he's, oh, he, yeah. he picks up where I couldn't. So, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you guys know your yeah. thing, right? How does it work? He was, he was the best find for me in the world because he was someone else who came in as like, Hey man, let's look at the business side and also the creative side. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I just enjoy that, and um, I, I always think about like the the old saying where it's like everybody thought somebody was supposed to do something when it really should have at the whole time been somebody doing that something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, delegating work is so important in a band, especially when you're starting out. We're still in our infancy as a band. Like everything kicked off in November, and then it really built up. I think around like January, February, um, of this and then year. COVID. So, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. So perfect time it, to launch, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. But we all needed kind of like our own role. Like somebody had to get in contact with the recording studio. Um, somebody had to, you know, start scheduling shows or like two people would team up because we have the luxury of five people. Two people could team up. But it really gets down to like, all right, we're not at the point yet where we're on a, a very large scale. So it's still very much DIY. But how do you maximize your time within that system? Um, you have the resources. You just, need to figure out how to u- best use it mm-hmm. yeah and actually you guys brought up something else that i didn't think of but like you know another another reason you know like we work well together is because you know we were all part of bands and we were that manager and those bands you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we were the ones driven right on. and then we got tired you know because we were carrying everything and then you know um mark was the one who was the most thirsty for <laughs> of all of us so you know he, he ended up taking that role we, me and cody were like 
Yeah, that's yeah, fine. It's yours. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we have that understanding of what it's like. So, like, you know, we we always make sure to make sure Mark knows that we're grateful. <laughs> you know, and yeah, like you know, we we always we always razz him, but like you know, he's an invaluable part of this band. You know what I mean? Now, let me ask- we we always had that great dynamic too, because like I always made the joke that like. Our guitarist Avery, like he doesn't want to do like any of the booking, any of the reaching out to people. But like, if I sh- <laughs> tell him to show up here in a hot dog outfit, he'll be like, "Why?" I'll tell him why, and I'll be there in a hot dog outfit, and he'll just be but, happy. And he'll he's he's just such an amazing guitar player, just wants to play and write amazing music. And then I'm like, "Yeah, I'll take care of this." And then I get Aaron in, and Aaron's like, "Yeah, I'll take care of that." So nice, it works. <laughs> now, now Ryan, who yeah. drives in the band? Who is the designated driver? I know, like, you uh, have the guy who's just like, fuck it, I'll drive. Yeah. So the way I would look at it is, like, I probably drive maybe two-thirds of the time. Mark drives, like, almost all of the other third. And Cody drives, like, you know, he's been driving more. I'll give him that. But, okay. like, for me personally, I'm, like, a nervous driver. And our van, I mean, as much as Beeper's the best, like, you know, she's rough, <laughs> you know, so like, I like to be in control. Uh, so I, I try to do a lot of the long drives. Um, but you know, there's sometimes like Mark also does it like, you know, we, uh, before we had beeper, we were driving in, um, his dad's like Honda pilot that had like a nice. trailer hitch on it. Yeah. So like, um, that, you know, he obviously drove all the time, you know? So like, I would say actually me and Mark probably split it and then Cody comes in, maybe that other, like a little bit, like, I don't know, 15%. <laughs> I know that's always, it, it's either, there's just two ways it could go. I feel like there's, it's either a point of contention or there is no contention on it. And there's just one person who's like, I'll drive, man. Like that's, yeah. it, that's my role. I'm cool with that. I'm, I'd rather be in control of that. But then there's sometimes where it's like, who's driving? We're all like, uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I will I say know. one thing. It's usually one me. Note, yeah. One note on, on driving and touring and stuff. Um, when touring can restart, uh, like, and, and you guys are obviously active as hell. So like, you know, you guys are probably going to be planning, you know, um, DIY tours or whatever, you know, one thing that we've really tried to do is when we plan our tours is like Mark pretty much books everything. Um, we try to schedule it. So, you know, you're not driving overnight or the drives aren't more than like, you know, four to six hours, Mm -hmm. you know? And we also like more recently have tried to like limit driving at night because like I've done some overnight drives like through West Virginia and that shit is scary as fuck. Um, and I was talking to the drummer of Telltale and he said that they drove through the uh, through Wyoming or the Rockies. No, the Rockies. I think Wyoming's in the Rockies. I don't know. But like they drove through the Rockies and he said at night. And he said that shit was even scarier. So oh, like, oh, you know, like at the at the end of the through a snowstorm, my, like, oh, my no. like, all I'm gonna say is like, you know, while like while you guys have complete control over this or like as much control as you have, make sure that like when you're or like if you're a new band listening right now, um, you know, make sure you're scheduling your tour routes. So like, especially bands on the East Coast, you know, you can hit a lot of places between four and six hours away from each other. You know what I mean? And so Especially doing that saves drive, saves, so yeah, saves gas, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, only do it like in emergencies if you have to like drive overnight or like something like that. I mean, sometimes traffic is better, which is good. 
But like you also, you know, chances are guys have been up all day and they've got to drive four or five hours a night. And that, you know, it gets skeevy around three, four in the morning. So like, you know, uh, definitely plan on the, like plan your tours accordingly yeah. like that. Um, and uh, there was something I forget, but yeah, be, be careful and plan your tours smart and not, you know, try to, we overnighted from North Carolina one time. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I wasn't driving either. Mark was driving. <laughs> like back up to Philly. Yeah, we went from uh, Chapel Hill to Philly because we were we played a tour. That was actually the thing that we like, <laughs> or I basically mandated that we we're like doing this <laughs> because yeah, we we played uh, Chapel Hill, and then we were playing the Real Friend show at the Foundry in Philly the next day. And Mark, we were staying at Mark's house, so Mark was like, "Listen, I'm going to drive. I want to get home. I want to see my dogs. I want to see my wife. Like I I want to get home, so I'll be fine." But like Mark, you know, he, he's a great driver, but he's very, he's like a grandma kind of, you know? And so he's driving like 60 miles an hour in the middle lane on 95, the middle (laughs) lane on 95. You don't do that. And I'm in the passenger seat and there's me trucks whizzing by our fucking windows going 75. And I'm like trying to fall asleep. But then all of a sudden, like, one will whiz by, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? Like, I, like his his whole thing is he would, like, drift, and then he would, like, yank the wheel. Oh, God. And, and I'd, like, wake up. I'm like, oh, my God. No. Yeah. Him and I uh, are so different. I would have been doing 90. Yeah, see, you're like me, but, like, I don't trust Bieber to go 90. So, like, Fair. your 90 is, like, my, like, 75, 80. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I, I, I Unless he was going down a hill, but that would be also scary as fuck. <laughs> I am like you. You look up New York Driver, and I'm like, every everything about a New York Driver is what I am. Like super yeah. stereotypical. That's funny, dude. We had a crazy experience on the uh, Long Island Parkway, I guess. Oh, uh, I yeah. love this story. <laughs> yeah, we were driving, and it was the first time we were driving with a trailer. And I guess you're not supposed to drive with a trailer on a parkway, or at least that one, or something right. like that. I don't really even know what the rule is, but like. All, like we were just driving and no like nothing was happening we like we didn't get pulled over or anything but a dude in an all black like escalade like pulls up or like you know uh suburban like pulls up to us tinted windows and everything rolls out his window and like looks like kind of a stereotypical you know new yorker long islander guy you know and he's like hey hey you don't want to have the trail on the parkway <laughs> he's like yelling to us like get that shit over here i was like we were like okay and and like we like got off and we like looked it up and you're not allowed to have them so we were like glad he let us know but it was like the most new york thing i'd ever fucking seen <laughs> like it's like hey get the fuck off the parkway with that thing you know like that had to have been the mob like that was maybe the mob. maybe i don't know <laughs> the, the, the way to get around the trailer thing on the lie is like you cut her on there for like two miles, and you cut back off, and then you cut back off for another two, and then you cut back okay. off for another two. At least that's what I do. I haven't gotten in trouble yet. Nice, nice. I think we found a different way to get there. I forget what it is though. Um, there's um, there's a there's truck route. App. I just can't remember what yeah, it is. Yeah, there's an app yeah. that will show you all the truck routes. So if you do have a trailer and you're like considered a, a truck, like you can use it. We used it, I think, coming from um, my apartment when we were gonna go play the show in Philly. I think it's just um, called yeah. Trucker Maps. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, uh, you know what? We did download that, and I think that's how we got around it. But that was, like, we ended up, every time we go to Long Island now, we have Beeper, and we don't t- tow a trailer. So it's been better. But I think I we remember, are trying to get left. a trailer at some point. 
I remember when we left to go there, Mark's like, yeah, you want to go here, here, and then you want to go here and here. And I'm like, dude, nope. I'm going to forget this within two minutes of getting outside your front door. <laughs> like, it's not, like, I'm going to forget all of it. I get to the first <laughs> stop sign, and I forget whether you told me a right or a left, regardless if the GPS said so or not. Right, yeah. That's how bad I am. I'm like, I, yeah. I need my GPS. I'm actually, I'm doing a four-hour drive tomorrow to Cape Cod, and my oh, mom's wow. like, I wrote down directions for you if you want. I'm like, nope. Nope. Yeah. I've I've I grew up in the MapQuest era and I hated yeah. it. So yep, uh, yeah. now that we have the advent of GPSs on our phones, I think I'm gonna yeah. use that. I actually yeah. have a pretty solid sense of direction because like I used to be like that looks like going south to me, and I make a right, and it turned out to be south. I'm like, sweet, that worked. So not bad. Yeah, I'm good at directions when I when I've been there before. Like it only yeah. takes me like one or two times being somewhere to like kind of know everything, but like, uh, um. Yeah, well, I'm not that good. Like, oh, like this way south. Like, yeah, like I, I can't, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Throw some grass into the wind while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> most see, I'm like the direction of the sun versus the rotation <laughs> yeah. of the earth. Let's see. You know, right? Yeah. There's the about most, a, a the most confusing shadow. state. <laughs> the yeah. most confusing state with that is Connecticut. Yeah, I can't tell you which way is which in Connecticut because you feel like you're going south and you're going fucking north. Like, I cannot figure it out. You know wow. what? You, Actually, to get up to where we live, um, if you are in Hartford, the quickest way is to actually go south in Connecticut and then go north. Yeah, which is so fucked up when you it, could just go everything straight. about it. Like Connecticut is like a giant mindfuck of a state. Like I feel like there's like a giant magnet underneath Connecticut that like all of like compasses and everything just like spin in a circle. Like we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, we were taught, we went on tour with a band called Gold Route uh, last right summer. Of almost, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Um, and one of the things they told us was like, uh, they they were like, it's so annoying driving like the East Coast because everything's like, all the roads are so like windy and curly and stuff. And he's like, once you get out to the Midwest, it's like line, line, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're, you're just heading straight lines and then you go north, you know what I mean? Or like, it's like a perfect, you know, square, whatever. Which I've I've only been out to Chicago like once, and I remember that that drive between like Pittsburgh and Chicago. That's a bear. That is like, it's like the same farm, the same home, mm -hmm. the same cow, and then it's like you know over and over again. Like it's crazy. You that's start hallucinating at a certain point. Right. Yeah. But uh, the Connecticut. I've only been. I've only driven through it, so I think I was only on, like a highway. But like. Uh, I, I'm sh I could see how it could be like windy and like nuts. There, there's one section. It's like between Connecticut and Mass, and it's twelve plus miles of nothing but protected forest. Oh yeah. So I drove through it one night coming back from uh, I want my buddy. We used to be really. Good. I used to hang out with uh, his name's Nick. I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever heard of or knew of a band called Life in the Sideline, but I went with their singer to a show in Hartford, and he lives in like Ramby, Connecticut. And somehow, in the middle of the night, I made a wrong turn, and I ended up in this, like, pitch black for 12-plus miles, and I was kind of stoned. So how I made it out of there, <laughs> I, I still to this day can't figure out. Right. But I drove so You knew what slow. direction. <laughs> I drove so fucking slow because yeah. I kept seeing shit moving in and out of the trees, and I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> I hate this. But it's so terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's kind of like uh, the Pinelands, if you ever come to South Jersey. Um, like sort of the, the parkway, but like, there's a road 
that kind of goes from like Cape May County, like through the like middle of the Pinelands to like Jackson, which is like kind of near New Brunswick, but it's not exactly New Brunswick. Um, and uh, it's literally just a two lane highway for like miles and miles, and it's all just pines, like pine trees. Wow. Uh, I think there's like an army base out there where they do like bombing runs or something like that. Oh, shit. Aside from that, like there's not much out there. So you imagine driving there's... through there and just seeing like a tree just explode next to you. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Maybe I should get back on the main road. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Just driving through the dirt road. <laughs> right, yeah. What was in that burger I just ate? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I actually. Speaking of uh, middle of fucking nowhere, I wanted to ask you, um, you're a country fan. We learned that uh, last <laughs> time um, with uh, with Mark. You and Cody, yeah. actually, are country fans. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know how many fans it's going to make me lose all of a sudden, but yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody just hit, like, pause. Yeah, right. Right. You like uh, oh, goalkeeper likes country. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. yeah um, I like, you like chilling on them back roads. Yeah, right. <laughs> With some of the artists. My cold beer, my dog. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, if, if anything, yeah, I think, like, Screwdriver is a great, like, uh, pop-punk version of, like, anything like, yeah, I love my beer. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so, like, my, my whole country thing is, like, maybe five years ago, um, I kind of, I, I remember going out on, like, New Year's, and I, I think, like, you know, Florida Georgia Line or Luke Bryan was playing, right? And I was just like, I was in a really good mood. And like the next day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them an honest shot. Like, I'm going to just like try it out, you know? And the thing that I realized, and maybe this is just because I'm like older, you know, I'm 30 years old, but like maybe the, maybe the thing is like, you know, I've listened to so much music that like I just needed something like new to kind of like, you know, mess around with. And the way I kind of look at it is like, you know, you look at a band like Brand New or, or like The Wonder Years, right? Terrific bands, you know, uh, you know, creative as hell, very, you know, thought out, well thought out music, right? But sometimes it's kind of hard to listen to, like, just from like a fucking, you know, brain power thing. Like, you know, you really need to kind of be focused on like what they're saying to really get the vibe of the song. I mean, you can mosh right. and stuff, but like. You know, if you're really trying to appreciate the artistic value of the song, you know, you really have to kind of try um, or it's more artistic and less obvious. Right. Whereas like, you know, a country song, especially like if you like, you know, hanging out with, with the boys and drinking or, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, it's like pretty clear cut. And, and what I like about it is, you know, there's a lot more narrative, too, um, which I think is something that's somewhat missing from the pop punk genre these days, you know, so. And I mean, there's also a reason why country's so popular. You know, one one thing that I always think about is the fact that, you know, if nobody wants to talk about it, but like basically pop punk is like suburban country. You know what I mean? Like it really like, you know, it you know, we don't, you know, we don't ride tractors and shit, but like, you know, we do have breakups, we do have you know, happy times and stuff like that. So, like, and you know, it's the same stuff, just from like a yeah, it's a, it's the same shit, but like a different perspective on it. You know, so um, and like funny so you say that because yeah. I I used to really like Kenny Chesney growing up because my mom was a big Kenny Chesney fan. Yeah, and like I don't remember oh, the fuck was the album. It was one of the albums. We had this like one song, like I go back and like you listen to the lyrics, and I'm like, wow, this is like really like I can find you like five or six pop punk fans, like the exact same <laughs> content. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's yeah. it's interesting that you said that. 
Yeah. And, like, you know, the other thing is, like, you can take some pop punk songs and easily turn them into country music. I mean, just like, just like you know, somebody can take a Taylor, Taylor Swift song and turn that into a pop punk song, you know? Yeah, like, sure. uh, my favorite example is Dial Tones by As It Is. You know, like, that song, like, I can almost hear a country guy doing that song. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's nothing inherently country about it. It's just the fact that, you know, it's a song that kind of brings up that, like, feeling of like you know oh i'm just stuck on the other end of the line here you know what i mean and it's something that i think you know a lot of people can resonate with you know um so yeah but like my you know right now in terms of like my country thing i'm also doing it to practice singing (laughs) because you know if you look at if you look at pop punk you know in general you know i would say the vast majority of singers are very high pitched and you know, stuff like that. And I've got a very low kind of gravelly. Wait, you try, you're trying to say something there? No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But like, you, gotta, you know, don't, 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 be don't be casting that yeah. over here. Now, now, like, so like I said, nothing wrong with that. But like for me, you know, I tried to sing a New Found Glory song and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, no, so I, like I, singing a Luke Combs song or singing a Midland song is a lot easier for me to just practice, you know, at least like, feeling more confident about my voice. So that's another reason why I like it. But yeah, like my, my favorites right now are Luke Combs, Midland, uh, Morgan Wallen, um, you know, whiskey glasses. Like, you know, they're, they're just like creative songs, you know, like, and I want to, I don't want to make goalkeeper a country thing, but like, I want to take aspects of that, you know, especially like the storytelling and, you know, the, the, you know, that kind of thing specifically. And, and, you know, and put it more into our songwriting because I think it's something that people really enjoy. I do it with hip hop a lot. Like hip hop, yeah. like specifically like '90s rap. Like I'll listen to and I'll find like lyric ideas from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's another thing. I mean, I'm not as big into hip hop. I like a lot of the older stuff, but I mean, I'm not against like trap music. You know what I mean? Like I like a lot of stuff. My oh, thing I used to like, I used to love yeah. Rick Ross and Young Jeezy. So don't get me started on trap music. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm a, I'm a Wayne fan, like, fucking, you know, Rick Ross back in the day. Like, I forget what song that was. I used to bump that all the time um, in college. Yeah. We used to, my brother and I used to always joke that if you wanted to ever know, like, what Jeezy's doing at any time of day, just listen to one of his songs. Like, he'll even tell you where he's hiding all of his drugs that he's selling. <laughs> like, he's even, like, I, can't, I think it's like, I think it's the one that's like, and then what? He's like, I had the rest of the stash at my auntie's house. <laughs> it's like, yo, raid her house, not his. Yeah, right. That's so funny. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's important for for guys in our genre to start, like, or people, you know, anybody who's writing music to try to get as many musical influences as you as you can. You know, like I used to be very like stuck in like my ways, like no, it has to be like metal or it has to be mm-hmm. like rock. You know, and then you know, I don't know. You just it it's limiting. You know, like you know, you don't have to be a diehard country fan. Like I, I wouldn't call myself a diehard yeah. country fan. But I like a few of the artists. I like stuff like that. And I think that helps you become a more well-rounded songwriter. You know what I mean? So, like, just like with you and your hip-hop, Adam, it's like, you know, that might kind of play a part in your songwriting or something, you know, down the line. Or, like, the lyric idea, right? So. Actually, like, a better better example, one of those new songs we have coming out, like, the hook in itself is actually really big based around an Elton John song. Oh, there you go. I, I read his autobiography, me, and I loved it. And I got like huge into his music, and I was like listening to it, and uh, 
it's it's from this, it's I I'll throw a little little bone. It's like don't let the sun go down. I mean, it's listening to that. like wow, it should be like a really good pop punk song. And I was like, yeah, right. Playing around with the idea and everything to it, and it, yeah, like I, I think I think it's definitely great to have like an open mind to different genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I'll, for lyric writing. I'll throw this out there. I listen to EDM, and okay. I think I think it bumps like. Avicii's levels, man. Give me that all day, dude. Avicii's levels was my college like yes. song. Yeah, like, it was so funny because like I was actually just talking to somebody about this. Like it was like I I was in college like in around Trenton. It was a uh, college New Jersey, which is in Trenton, mm-hmm. uh, and basically, um, like uh, I don't remember hearing about Avicii until literally every one of my fucking news feed all of a sudden, like, was like, oh, my God, Avicii, are you going to the Avicii show? Like, Avicii's coming to fucking Trenton, you know? And it was like, you know, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, some random-ass EDM guy? And then, like, I think Silhouettes came out, and I was like, that is it, like, that fucking song. Like, if I listen to that, that puts me right back in, like, my college basement days. <laughs> if, you, if you like that song, there is a, uh, it's levels reversed, and so they reverse the uh, chorus, I guess you could say, and it it makes it an entirely different song, and it's just as awesome, if not better. I would That's definitely fair. recommend searching that. That is a pump up song. It's Friday, yeah. you know, you got to get it going, got to get yeah. the just flowing. Yeah, I love it's, that fucking song. It's not quite actually, EDM, but I love Matt and Kim, and I got to see it for my birthday yeah. last year. It was fucking amazing. Oh really? I got I to see them in Firefly, and it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever seen. Like, Giant were fucking blow up dolls with like huge yeah. dicks were just thrown everywhere. Yeah, that's basically Firefly, but. Yeah. yeah, and back, but like the Ivici thing. Did you watch the documentary about no, him? No, I haven't. No, I think it's on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Um, there's an Ivici documentary, and I watched that. It was like it came out after he passed away, and like one of the things I realized is like that dude was a friggin' genius. Like he really knew what he was doing. It was just a shame that like he basically got stuck in like the cogs and couldn't get himself out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but like, you know, definitely watch that, you know, it made me feel like, okay, like, yeah, like this guy really knew what he was fucking doing, you know? And plus like, you know, one of the craziest things was I actually went back and listened to some of those, like, you know, I went on Spotify and I was like, cause I hadn't been listening to him in a while, but I went back and listened to like his top like 10 songs. And, you know, I couldn't believe how many I already knew because I, you know, they were like big fucking hits that I just missed yeah. as I was doing the pop punk thing, you know? So um yeah no like he's he's a he's a freaking treasure that guy what he did yeah. like after and it made me like listen to his songs different like after like uh hearing him talk too so it's so great with things like that it's like i said like back to like elton john like i read his autobiography me which yeah. if you're looking for a good read i just watching, watched rocket man and that movie dude horrible. what a read read, read yeah. me read okay. me and then watch rocket man again and you're lucky you yeah. like it even more but like uh, his autobiography like first of all his his life in general is just fucking wild yeah. like one story he tells is like he was in london and him and rod stewart had like this rivalry mm-hmm. so like he called up a few, like, Roger, like, bought this, like, huge blimp, and it was, like, promoting his show at, like, Wembley or something. So, Rod Stewart saw, or, uh, Elton saw it from his hotel room in London, made a few phone calls, and got it shot down. <laughs> like, just legit crazy shit like that. And That's fucking dude's crazy. life was wild, and, like, yeah. if, any, if you're looking for a good read, it's a great read, but like, to your point though, out. like it made me like go back and listen to his music differently. Yeah, 
No, I like that. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, great fucking book. For sure. Um, so, Ryan, we are coming up on time. Um, okay. What we usually do at the end of every episode, <laughs> we leave opportunity for you to shout out uh, any bands that you know are in your scene or any bands that you're friends with um, that you feel like you should put the good word out for. And then after that, I think you'll like this section. We do a beer of the week. So, oh. um, yeah, you can shout out anything. Get creative. I know you're you're a, a very well-versed uh, beer guy. You know your yes, shit. So, yeah, um, yeah man. Let's talk about more time. than Rolling Rock. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no. That was a Mark thing, wasn't it? No, no. See, I'm obsessed with uh, Rolling Rock, and I've been trying to uh, get sponsored by them forever. Uh, so I make sure to, I make sure to, like mention them in every episode Dude, you should talk to rock or you should rock you should talk to mark about rolling rock honestly like that's probably like one of our top beers when we're out um but he's Damn. he like memorized like the thing on the side like the 33 oh my god all that like oh. yeah it's like a it's like a whole thing with him but yeah when rolling we were, rock's the thing when we were talking also they're the i don't know if you guys have been seeing their social media but like they definitely are just giving it to their interns or like, do whatever the fuck you want. Also, they actually, so they up. actually messaged me. They wanted to use oh, really? a picture I took like three years ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, fucking use it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That happened to, like, uh, that happened to me with um, the Miller Light Girls were at a bar that I was at. And they gave us like, like a little fisheye lens. And so I took a picture of my friend with his koozie because he got like a koozie. And then Miller Light reached out and we're like, Hey, like, can we use your thing? And I'm like, uh, because it might have been on like ESPN or something like that. And I was like, yeah, uh, what do I get for it? Right. And they were like, can give you this cooler. And it's like a, like a tin cooler that had like a wooden top. It was like kind of like an old school, like cooler. I was like, that thing's dope as shit. So yes. Okay. Yeah. You can do it. And I, they sent it to me like two weeks later. I was like, no way. Got a fucking cooler for Miller Lite. Sell my soul like, for the, the, the whole point of this is Rolling Rock. So let's mention yeah. Rolling Rock one more time. Okay. The best so you guys get that sponsor. Yeah. Needed. <laughs> if it ain't the Latrobe, as I said at the Ever After when they were on, if it ain't the Latrobe, I don't go. Yeah, there you go. Rolling Rock's a shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, you said, sh- band shout outs? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I'm going to keep it limited because, you know, there's so many friends that, you know, we could, we can call obviously what makes sense. You guys, thank you for having me on the podcast. You know, when we played the show with you guys, it was fucking awesome. You know, so I can't wait to see like the big shit you guys do. I can't wait to hear new music. Um, You know, it sounds pretty dope with what you guys have been saying. So, you know, and hopefully we get to play some shows after this is all done, you know, keep, just keep hustling. Seriously. One of the biggest things I've been, yeah. One of the biggest things I've been thinking about COVID is like, you know, there's going to be so many bands that probably aren't built to last. You know what I mean? And it's going to be hard. I mean, the guy who founded Lollapalooza said just today that I saw that live shows might not return until 2022. And that was really shaking for me. You know, so like, you know, uh, it, the important thing is like, let's just all keep it moving. You know, like, let's keep the momentum going, you know. But like, you know, hopefully when we get done this, you know, we can play some shows, maybe do a tour or something. Yeah. Be great absolutely um but like uh one one band i definitely want to shout out is our 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 friends and friend circle uh f-r-n-d-c-r-c-l yeah that's how they pronounce that's how they spell their name they're on spotify make it easy uh yeah yeah, well no vowels friend circle with no vowels (laughs) there you go uh and then um but they just put out a new record called internet noise and it's been my jam um so if you like uh if you like goalkeeper and you like throwback pop punk 
you know, uh, that kind of Blink-182, Sum 41 style, you definitely love Friend Circle. So check them out. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Kevin's new band. Um, he was in a he was in a few bands with us growing up, like coming up through the Philly music scene. Uh, but he just started a new band called Floorbird. Um, they just released their new song today. Um, I'm blanking on the song name, but uh, they're called Floorbird. Uh, you can find them on Instagram and, and Spotify and everything like that. Um, you know, I'm going to leave it at that because there's so uh, many people I could fucking mention. I know. I wanted to try to talk to talk about my friends who have like new stuff. Oh, one more. Rival Town. Check out Rival Town. Yes. Um, they just released their new single on Spotify. Uh, they're actually on the same label as us, Lost Music Collective. So definitely give them a try. They've got some fucking sick songs too. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Rival Town. Fuck yeah. Awesome, man. And yeah. what is your beer of the week? All right, I'm going to run to the fridge. It's only right here. I'll be right back. Let's do Let me, it. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Hold on one sec. Uh, all right. For all your game show fans the out there. The big moment. Yep. Okay. And the reveal is. This is, okay, this is my favorite local craft beer of the summer. Uh, local, I am from Cape May County, New Jersey. Um, so, uh, there's a bunch of really great breweries down here. Uh, namely, you know, probably the most popular, uh, is Cape May Brewing Company. Um, they're, they're getting around. Uh, I don't know if they're up in North Jersey yet. I know that this, they brew some of their beers in, uh, Utica maybe. Okay. Um, because I, like, you know, I think it's like a, like the fruit beers and stuff, but like, uh, I, I know they're up, up in the Philly area too. Um, but, uh, the beer, the beer that I want to shout out, it's called Shorebreak Saison. Uh, it's by Slack Tide. Uh, Slack Tide is a brewery that I used to work at. Um, and those guys are fucking awesome. If you're ever in the Cape May, Atlanta County area, and you're looking for a beer stop, definitely check out Slack Tide Brewing Company. Uh, cause they're just, I think they're probably the best local brewery there is, you know, down here. There's a few other ones that are still really strong. We have a great scene down here, so I could probably, you know, mention all of them, but definitely check out Slack Tide. Slack Tide, Shore Break Saison. That's my Ryan, beer of the if, week. If we don't, if we don't get a, like a, a tour together for music, you and I are going on a brewery tour. Dude, hell yeah. Ready? <laughs> there you go. Yes. Wow, that's a great sound. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, it splattered wow. all over the, all over my computer <laughs> screen and shit. Yeah, well, so wait, can I, like, I don't want to keep the podcast going too long, but like, oh, no. tell me but... about the breweries in your area. Oh man, don't get me like, so like, we actually live in a cool spot because yeah. there's a lot like right here, but like I'm also too like I just drank down since we're talking about fruit beers a, a road jam from two roads. I don't know if you've ever oh, had two, two roads. roads. I love Are two you roads. both from Connecticut? So I two live roads? like five minutes okay. from Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So my girlfriend lives in Connecticut. So like I've gone to breweries all through like Connecticut and a lot in New York, but like right where we are in New York, there's sloops right here, like 30 minutes from my house. Oh, we just started getting the juice or whatever. Yeah. Juice bomb. Uh, juice bomb. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, yeah, that, that's that's awesome. Everywhere. Collective Arts is right there. Is a really good one. There, or not in Collective Arts. Uh, Industrial Arts is right there. They're really oh, dude. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, uh, I, I had their wrench, uh, and that yep. shit is amazing. Like, yeah. And pretty much all their beers is amazing. We just started they, getting them down. Dude. They had this one they did. It was like a Nordic IPA, they called it. And it was called like Fjord. Fucking oh. deli- it was fucking delicious. It was hazy and crisp at the same time. Oh, you know what they probably did? They probably used the Kevik yeast. That's what, like, it's a yeah. Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. 
It was so good, and uh, probably yeah, it's the like two... juicy, right? It's like a like almost like a mango kind of. Yeah, probably the two biggest names like localishly that people are coming to. There's a uh, Hudson Valley Brewery, which okay. is huge, huge if you like sour. Some of the best sours you'll have. Sours. And then there's Suarez, which is a really niche, good brewery. It's up in it's like by Hudson, New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what town it is, but they have like some really good. They're like really light, but really crisp, but really good beer, nice. like IPAs, pale ales, and they do a really good job with them. I'm telling well, you, man, dude, come it, up. We'll, we'll you're name dropping a lot of my favorites, so I'm definitely we're definitely gonna yes. do, it. do it. Yeah, do it. We'll Let's do go. a group tour, and then you guys can come down. I'll invite Mark and Cody. And uh, we'll we'll crash at my house. We'll do a tour down here too. Fuck yes, I can't we're gonna wait. Do, we're gonna make it happen. Hell yeah, absolutely. So, so done man. that. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. This is great. I can't wait to drop the episode. Um, we'll be in contact too. If you guys, you know, maybe want to have, um, we usually do an outro song. So if you guys want happy to be the outro song, we can do that. Uh, since this episode will be dropping after that drops as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right, man. Let's do that. Sick. Yeah. Great, dude. Well, yeah, enjoy your weekend, man. Uh, enjoy your Friday beers. And, um, <laughs> yeah, everybody be well. Keep in contact. Let's, uh, I, I can't wait to hear more about what you guys are doing this year. Same, yeah. same. And I'm yeah, always no, down to talk beer. Yeah, no, that's, that's fucking sick. Yeah, no, um, like I said earlier, you know, it, uh, Happy's out July 24th. Mm-hmm. And our album, Life in Slow Motion, is out September 25th. So definitely check that out. To all the viewers, check it or listeners, oh, check yeah. it out when it comes Two out. Important days in both you should remember. Yeah, in American <laughs> history. Right off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> American history. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna build a monument to goalkeeper in my front yeah. yard. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll That's be Mark's funny. dog humping his leg. <laughs> <That'll>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. On, on on the couch, which you can see in the happy video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was uh, fun. Yeah, thanks so much, brother. Um, yeah, but let this not be the last time we speak in a while. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll we'll be in touch for sure. Fuck yeah! All right, man. So. Well, you you have a good night now. All right, you guys too. I'll I'll catch Talk you later. later dude. We're getting stuck in the same old story. We know the end, and it's getting boring. I won't let this end badly. I just want you to be happy.
ties we had Moving on, we can't turn back Let this go and fade to black Found ourselves in what we lacked Remember all the times we had Moving on, we can't turn back Let this go and fade to black Found ourselves in what we lacked Hey, what you mean, an admiral, a sultan, or a king? And 